see, I am not in my usual place. So a lot about this is new. It's also the first time I'm using this piece of software. It's also, um, let me see, the first time I'm going live on Facebook. So a whole lot of stuff brand new here. So pray that you, you know, give me some grace and bear with me in case there's any weird hiccups or anything like that. That being said, let's go straight to the topic at hand. And yeah, we'll do some live Q&A. If, if anyone jumps into the chat and you want to talk, feel free to ask a question about the topic and we'll, we'll get into it. But I think this is going to be a quick one. Uh, one of my goals is to kind of um, emulate some of what I've seen some of the other YouTubers like Servants of Christ Ministries. Phenomenal guy. If you don't follow him, go and follow him right well. Go and follow him as soon as this video is done. Awesome. Just look him up on YouTube. Servant of Christ. S-O-C. Great, 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 great. Um, concise biblically sound stuff. So either way, I'm, I'm very purposely trying to learn and emulate a little bit from him and being concise. So let me stop rambling and get straight into the topic. Today, we're going to talk about um, was Jesus being racist in Mark 7? Um, uh, uh, another online pastor, gentleman, and I'm not going to call his name. I'm not going to link to him because I don't want, this is not a personal swipe at him. This is about how we interpret the Bible. So with that in mind, we are going to talk about was Jesus racist in Mark 7, also in Matthew 15, because it's a parallel narrative um, talking about the same thing. We're going to jump straight into there. Um, I hope you guys uh, love it. And um, let's go ahead and get it cracking. So, yeah, let's do this. So, um, as I said, um, talking about Mark 7, um, before we jump into Mark 7, let me, let me play the clip of the gentleman who spoke about this. Very short, 50-second clip. Take a listen, and then we'll discuss. Did you know there's a part of the Gospel of Mark where Jesus uses a racial slur? In Mark chapter 7, there's the account of the Seraphonician woman, a woman who is Syrian and Greek, both of which there were strong biases against within the Jewish community. And she comes to ask Jesus to heal her daughter who's possessed by a demon. And what is Jesus's response? He says, it's not good for me to give the children's food, meaning the children of Israel's food, to dogs. He calls her a dog. What's amazing about this account is that the woman doesn't back down. She speaks truth to power. She confronts Jesus and says, well, you can think that about me, but even dogs deserve the crumbs from the table. Her boldness and bravery to speak truth to power actually changes Jesus' mind. Jesus repents of his racism and extends healing to this woman's daughter. I love this story because it's a reminder that Jesus is human. He had prejudices and bias, and when confronted with it, he was willing to do his work. And this woman was willing to stand up and speak truth. So that was it. Um, let's jump. Sorry. So that was it. 
let's jump in. You know, I like to go to the text. So let's let's look at the text. The text is clear. This is Mark 7. Um, start somewhere around verse 24. And after Jesus left where he was, he went to the region of Tyre. And then he went to a house and he did not want anyone to know, but he was able to uh, he was not able to escape notice. And instead, a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him and came and fell at his feet. And the woman was Greek and of Syrophoenician origin. And she asked him to cast demon out. He said to her, let the children be satisfied first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. And she answered, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, because you said this, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So that was the, that's the narrative. There's a duplicate of this in Matthew chapter 15, basically the same layout. And yes, the term dog is used again. So was Jesus being racist as the other um, um, speaker said? And no, Jesus was not being racist at all. And the reason I'm tackling this is because I want you to um, understand how important it is to read the scripture in proper context. What the, 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 the speaker was doing, he was applying the 21st century context to a biblical narrative. So today, if we call someone a dog, it has certain connotations. In that era, there, and again, not only is there a historical context, the ancient Near East context, there is also the linguistic context. Like, what is the language actually saying? And let's take a quick peek at that. What is the language saying? So the term here, dogs, and I, I'm i using logos and I have it pulled up already. There's actually two terms for dog in the scripture. Let's look at them. Um, the first one, I'm not going to try to pronounce, Kiner, I'll, I'll try to pronounce Kinerion, is this term right here. That term, when we click on the reference, um, and get it pulled up, we see comes up about four times in the net um, version of the, the, the Gospels, uh, of the Bible, sorry. Um, and this is the term where we see being referenced here. So it's dogs, dogs, um, yes, you replied, don't let the dogs eat, um, et cetera. And we see the same narrative happening in Mark as it's happening in Matthew, as we spoke about. Now, what I want you to notice, the term here is house dog or little dog domesticated dog. Now, like I showed you earlier, there are two terms for dog in the Greek language. So the one that Jesus explicitly used here, and it has nuance that we don't have in English, is house dog, domesticated dog, the family pet. This, do this dog, Kion, which is not the term that Jesus used um, very purposefully, is a different term. And that term, oops, just jacked up my entire view. That term is a bad person, sexually immoral, a dog. Um, you know, there's other phrases used there. I'm not going to repeat that online for, you know, upset some people. But that term is a different term. In English, we have one term for dog. In Greek, they had multiple terms. And this was explicitly not the term that Jesus chose to use. Where do we see this term? It actually pops up in Matthew, because remember I said there's a parallel narrative in Matthew 15. In Matthew 7, the author of Matthew actually uses the other term for dogs when he says, do not give what is holy to dogs. And um, let's actually take a quick peek at that as well. 
um, you can see here, um, Matthew 7, 6, do not give what is holy to dogs or throw your pearls before pigs, otherwise they will try on them. Different term for dogs. That is not the equivalent term for dogs. So I need you to understand that when studying the Bible, there are linguistic details that we need to grab onto. Otherwise, we might misread what is being said here. And we'll dig a little bit deeper into that as well. Um, you can also see Mark in general, the entire narrative of Mark was Jesus continuously drawing the attention to I need you to have faith. And he said this across the board. He said it to the Israelites, the Jews. He said it to um, the Gentile um, um, regions when he went there. And what Jesus was doing was not telling the lady, you are a dog. He was saying, look, if the children of Israel are the children, their pets need to be taken care of in a, you know, after. Just like in your home with your family, you, your pets running around the table, they don't, they are, they get fed, but they get fed after the children have been fed. And that's what Jesus was saying. As a matter of fact, we'll see a couple of um, scholars that look at this and they actually say Jesus was quoting a well-known phrase in that era, but we'll get into that in a minute. So as I said, Mark, Jesus continuously was trying to teach the lesson that it's about faith. We see here in Mark chapter six, um, he was amazed because of the people in Nazareth. Again, these are, are Jews. He was amazed at their unbelief. We see in um, Mark chapter eight, the, so this is immediately after that narrative with the Syrophoenician Greek lady, um, Pharisees came and began to argue with Jesus, asking for a sign from heaven to test him. Again, they have faith. They are now testing Jesus to verify if he's smart, if he's who he says he is, etc. And sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, why does this generation, he's now speaking pretty harshly at the Jews. So his beef wasn't with, oh, you're Jew or not. His beef was who has faith and who does not. And he says, and I tell you the truth, this bunch of Jews, for Pharisees, no sign will be given to this generation. So what we're seeing here is Jesus's issue or the lesson he was trying to teach was not about, you know, racism or prejudice. It was about who has the faith to acknowledge that Jesus is king. And we'll see that um, appear again in, uh, I'll read just two quick little examples from um, feedback you can get. And both of these are available for free. One is the Faith Life Study Bible. You can get this online for free from Logos with the free download for Logos. Doesn't cost you a nickel. And the commentary on Matthew chapter 15 says, dogs refers to the Gentiles. Rather than conveying personal hostility towards non-Jewish pe people, Jesus's choice of words likely reflects a common Jewish sentiment, which he uses to evoke a response from her about Jewish and non-Jewish relations. I'll see it even clearer. In the net version of the Bible, the net notes for Mark 7 says, the term, and this is a TN, it's called a translator's note. The translator's note says, lap dogs or house dogs as opposed to dogs on the street. This is a diminutive form originally referred to as puppies or little dogs and then to house pets. In some Hellenistic um, Greek uses, um, the, the, the word kunarian simply means dogs. The term dogs is not referred to wild dogs scavenging animals roaming around the uh, countryside in this context, but to small dogs taken in as house pets, and thus is not a derogatory term per se. So we see even the scholars 
if you do just one level deeper of research, you, you very clearly see this is not about racism and prejudice. This was Jesus trying to make a point. Who is going to receive Jesus's ministry? And basically what he's saying is whether you are the house dog or the child, whether you are the people that I first came to, the Jewish people or the Gentiles, where he purposefully went, because you see this as well when he casts out the demon out of the, in the Gerasene region, that was another Gentile reason, like another Gentile region. Why is he going to these Gentile regions? Because he's making it clear, like Elisha and Elijah back in the Old Testament, everyone can benefit from Jesus's ministry. And a good example of that would be Naaman. Another good example of that would be, I believe she's also a Syrophoenician woman, the widow um, in Zarephath um, that, you know, with the, with the son, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's the kind of a, a overall narrative that we're seeing there. It is not about racism. It is not about prejudice. It's not about, you know, um, Jesus being mean or, or anything along those lines. This is strictly about Jesus trying to teach a lesson of faith. Today, even, the lesson remains the same. If you have faith, all can come to Christ. And um, that's kind of what we're seeing here. So I'm going to um, end it right there. I'm going to go ahead and close the scripture down. Um, I hope this was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, this is going to be posted up on the um, YouTube and, and, and we'll leave it on Facebook Live um, as well for replays. So um, if you, you know, think of something later and you want to have a question, I'm not seeing any questions coming up in the chat. It's all good. It's not a problem. Um, just, you know, reach out and we would be glad to discuss this online with you. Um, we're probably going to try a couple more of these. I want to see how it uh, kind of, you know, plays. And um, if all goes well, you'll probably see me here tomorrow. Um, like I said, not home. We're on the road. Um, we happen to be in Washington, D.C. right now. Um, so um, stay blessed, guys. This was another Bible hack. We out.